Me how? It's the Loftus Party. Me how? That's uh, that's hello for our listeners in China. As the Loftus Party show continues to grow and grow and grow. What are you going to do when the biggest me how in America? When the biggest hello? <laughs> when the biggest hello comes over to see you. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Michael Loftus once again this week, uh, joined by my cohorts, uh, uh, Jason and Reno. Hello. And me how. Me how. <laughs> and well, we got Andrew Apple over here. Welcome, 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 As one the, and all. The voice of reason. The voice of reason in an otherwise crazy world. We sh- we really should try to focus on getting Chinese listeners. Yeah. There's so many of them. We would just <laughs> like, all you need is like a, like two percent, and you'd be you'd have like a billion. <laughs> it's the biggest <laughs> biggest show on the planet. Listen, we've got 05 percent of the Chinese market. We'd be, we'd be huge. We're the transformers of podcasts. Yes. Oh, what? How does that metaphor work? I don't understand. The movie Transformers. Did you watch Transformers 4? Listen. Now, okay. Don't get me started on those movies. Okay. That, that is a horrible, horrible thing. Okay. The Transformers, what they've done with that franchise is horrible, horrible, horrible. But but go ahead and finish with your Transformers. The one in China. Yeah. That because, ends in China. Yes. And why does it end in China? Uh, because that's what Michael Bay decided they did. boom There you go. That was the most blatant form of, this movie needs a global market. Let's set this unnecessary scene that doesn't <laughs> move the story forward at all in China. Yeah. Just so the Chinese people be like, oh, that's my neighborhood. <laughs> Look, Optimus Prime. <laughs> I'm offending everybody. Yeah. You just I lost was... <laughs> our, our billions of Chinese listeners. Turn just... it off. Turn it off, man. <laughs> Turn it off. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the Transformers. Here's the here's the deal with Transformers and and Michael Bay. Blah 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 blah. He didn't want to do those movies. No, he didn't. No, he's like, no, thank you. And Steven Spielberg's like, dude, come on. Steven Spielberg had to beg him to do it. And then so Michael Bay does the first Transformers. I think Spielberg was kind of there, looking over his shoulder a little bit. Blah yeah. blah 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 blah, uh, and helping him. Uh, and that's that's the only good one of those movies. Yeah. And absolutely. then after that, the more like they just as as a writer. I hate it. Like in the second movie and in the third movie, they're just killing Transformers uh, willy nilly. It doesn't mean anything. It's no. just like they've they've done a survey and they find it's best if the audience is sad at this moment, uh, so that you know, so that in the third act, Optimus Prime can do whatever. So they just, they just randomly kill a beloved character. They did it in the first movie too. Yeah, like they didn't need to kill that character. They just did it, mm-hmm. you know, just for fun. And that's I I can't stand that. I can't stand it. I'm very passionate about movies. Uh, and this is actually a great, uh, I don't know if this was planned or unplanned, but uh, my big thing, I got a sneak peek at the the, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter Ooh. at Universal in Los Angeles. It was crazy. And here's what I love about it. I love it when the artist wins, right? They're like, there's no person who, like, single-handedly came up with the Transformers, right? That was a toy company that did it, blah, 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 blah. They built in a story, blah, 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 blah. But, like, J.K. Rowling, I have so much respect for her. Uh, and this is, like, to me, it's capitalism and entrepreneurial uh, spirit at its finest. You know, she she is uh, down on your luck, you know, on the welfare. She writes these books, blah, 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 blah. She's super rich. They want to make a movie. She says, no, no, thank you. I need to have control about this because I know Hollywood will ruin it. So she, mm-hmm. she stuck to her guns. The movies were fantastic. Now they're like, we want to do uh, a ride and a whole theme park thing. And she goes, well, I'm going to have to be behind it. She stuck to her guns, and so uh, my kids and I, uh, we have the season pass because it's the value, right? Oh yeah, it's like yeah. it's a lot of money to get into a theme park, but if you live like right down the road from one, get the flipping yeah. season pass. You're going to save a boatload of money. Go three times, it pays for itself. So I go for the season passes the other day. My kids run spring break. We go just to re up them, and uh, it was really expensive. <laughs> But it was yeah, really so like, fun, too. So we go in the park, and I'll be doggone if uh, the wonderful wizarding world of Harry Potter, it was open, dude. It's not supposed to open until April 7th. It was open the other day. You got day. the beta testing run I of did. the park. I did. It no was, lines. No. It was like a 10-minute line to get into the big like 3D ride, the Quidditch match, blah, 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 blah. They have all the stuff. I got these wands. like uh, And like you... you <laughs> I got a uh, I got a, a Severus Snape wand. Ooh! Uh, right? I, didn't, yeah. I don't want to be a bad guy, but it looked cool. What right? was he a bad guy? 
I, you know what? Don't, spoiler alert, I still have not read or seen the last two movies. This is the hardest you have failed. I know, in the entire I know, time I, have I, have to, I have to, I know, it's horrible, I feel bad about it, but like right now, uh, I'm in the process of getting caught up, because I've got the Harry Potter, fe- this theme park is amazing, I feel like they should be sponsoring the show, as much as I want to talk about this and nothing else. We my, could talk about Harry Potter. Dude, my wand, you open, it comes in a box, just like in the movie! <laughs> and, uh, a label on it and everything. And if you want, you can go into this one shop and you get into a line and they do the sorting hat thing, you know, yeah. and the saddle, oh, yeah. you know, Hufflepuff, Gryffindor, blah, yeah. blah, blah. I'm terrified. I'm terrified to do it. I don't want to be in House Slytherin. I don't want <laughs> like, and my kids witness that, like, you're a bad guy, daddy. <laughs> so um, the wand is some kind of crazy technology. You stand on a certain spot, you make a series of moves with the wand, the flipping lights will come on. Uh, at the top of the Harry Potter uh, world. What if a bunch of people have wands and they're all trying to make the lights? Does it? I think it's only one spot at a time. So somebody can turn the lights on and then they have to move and then somebody else. Oh, I got you. So you can ring bells, you can activate. So It's like you're doing magic for crying. J.K. Rowling stuck to her guns and it is awesome. If you are looking for a family vacation, something fun to do, get, and your kids are into Harry Potter, oh my lord. And they're, I think they're going to make some money. I think Universal might make a little bit of money. I'm off gonna, the, I'm, you can get the robe. How much? How much is a Harry Potter robe? Uh, uh, what's the name of the school? Uh, Hogwarts. 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 And the official Hogwarts robe. What are you gonna? What are you gonna spend on that? Are we talking in Harry Potter gold coins or actual dollars? <laughs> We're talking U.S. dollars. U- U.S. dollars. I'd probably drop you know a good C note on that. There you go. Hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. You want a? You want a, a Hogwarts sweater? Mm-hmm. Booyah! Ninety bucks. Scarf. Eighty. That I think's pushing it. You know, Harry Potter is amazing because uh, I'm a fan of literature. I read a lot of literature, and I think that that and by that, literature you mean books, right? Comic books. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, coloring like, books. We're on dicey. Like people call comic books. Oh, I read graphic novels. No, no, I, I read. I read, I read classic lit. I read yeah. a lot of literature. Uh, okay. Penguin classics, stuff like that. There you go. So I read uh, Riddler classics, <laughs> Joker classics. Here's what I, I what's amazing to me is how many people that you wouldn't think are into Harry Potter are into it. It is truly classic literature for our generation. I'm at um I'm at Starbucks one day and I see this big tough biker looking dude and he's reading a book and just out of curiosity I'm like, "Dude, what are you reading?" He's like, "Harry Potter." <laughs> and I'm like, "I got to read these but how is like everybody's reading these books. I haven't read them, They're but fun. They're fun. Yeah. They must They're be fun. great. And here's the amazing thing. Like, when I was a little kid, I was way into Lord of the Rings. Like, I yeah. read I read The Hobbit. That was I read my Lord. thing. I had no one to share that with. Yeah. Like, none of my buddies were into it, and I knew that, like, if I said I was into it, there would be some judgment. Really? Because I'm, <laughs> right? I'm okay with it. I, well, now you are. There's yeah. a series. There's hit movies and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And, like, and now there's a thing called the internet. What an amazing time uh, kids live in. Because if you're into something, there's the internet. And you can find a kajillion other people. Let's say you, you like... Uh, right of center comedy shows and you don't know what it, you can go on the internet you find the flip side and then you go to the flip side website and you find out where to watch it and you find out oh my gosh this great comedy show is on YouTube America and it's on FETV and they've got nationwide coverage yep so you've got that and a lot like, of little kids listen. are looking for that <laughs> Like when I was a kid, like uh, like way into Lord of the Rings, there was no like amusement park that no. was like insanely no. realistic. There was looking. no internet. Insanely realistic. Yeah, there was no internet. I remember when my friend Maylee Esberg, mm. yeah, uh, Chinese uh, Jewish girl, uh, Ming Hao, or what was it? Ming Hao. Ming Hao. Her her dad was a computer guy, and he was like, they were the first family I ever knew with the internet. Yeah, and I remember him explaining it to me. Uh, he goes like, now this computer is actually talking to another computer, and that's where. So you're not playing. You're not playing. It was like chess. We yeah. were playing chess. Mm-hmm. You're not playing chess on this computer. It's another computer, and they're talking together. And I'm like, that's crazy. It's yes. like it'll Star never track in here. It'll never catch on. My buddy Jack had like one of the first like 2,000 names on AOL. Remember when you get the AOL discs oh, yeah. in the mail like oh, yeah. 40 hours I remember free? That. Yeah. yeah. Now we're going down memory lane. Anyway, uh, the Harry Potter thing is amazing. You, you definitely got to go. It's uh, it's so much fun. I can't wait to go back. We went back yesterday, and it wasn't open yet. The big the big opening is is April seventh. We just got incredibly lucky. We went in, and they were like, you know, literally like beta testing. Did you know it. that this was gonna? Or did you just no, show up? And you're like, like, oh my it, gosh! It was like Christmas in <laughs> March. It was insane. 
it was like the luckiest, most wonderful thing ever. So like, I, dude, I'm flying through the money. I'm like, we gotta get the wands. To do the <laughs> we gotta have a thing of butter beer. We gotta go over here. We gotta get a chocolate frog and correct. We just crushed it. We crushed it. I didn't do the. I didn't do the uh, the sweaters and the. Okay. But I got a Gryffindor. I got this sweet like Gryffindor T-shirt. Right. It's just totally... What is Gryffindor? Gryffindor is like where the good guys. We're, we're going to go way too far down the rabbit hole if we start explaining to you everything. You, you just got to read the book. Yeah. See, it doesn't seem like on the surface it would be appealing to me, but the more I hear people love it, the more interested and fascinated I am by it. It is a cl- here's the here's the thing, and it's like, and this is what I'm trying to do with. With uh, the Loftus party and uh, the 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 website that'll be coming out uh, very soon, there's no like artistic community for people who like think politically the way we do, mm-hmm. right? There's no like right of center, like hey, we're like-minded people. You've got an idea. Da, da, da. I like the whole that whole idea of like an artistic co-op where people can share ideas and mm-hmm. like it's like being a stand-up. And I think that's this is where it comes from. Uh, like if you go to New York and do stand-up. And and first of all, you're going to get the hi hat from a lot of the other like the 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 regulars. Yeah. You go on stage, you're funny. You come off stage, and dudes will be like, "Hey, that was pretty funny. That bit that you did about the BMW and the VW bus. You should could you could say this at the end. They'll start giving you punchlines and helping you out. You're part of a community of comedians. You don't really get that in LA because the stakes are so high. Yeah. But in most comedy clubs across the country, there's like this like fraternity of of stand-ups. You know what I'm talking about, Come Jason? Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. But like, there's nothing like that for like like conservative, and, and there needs to be a home for that, you know. And so. Uh, I'm always rooting for like the artist to win, and when things are you know done by a committee, they're they're usually ruined, and that's what I like about Harry Potter and 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 Lord of the Rings. Like like, if you would test the opening chapter of Harry Potter, you'd give it to a Hollywood think tank, they would kill it. They're like, well, it can't be that bad. His his parents can't be dead, and he's living under the stairs with his. Uh, there, that's a little mean. How about he's got a small? You know, they would just they would change everything. Right. So I just like it when somebody has a vision and they stick through it, and 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 it, and it works out for them. It's great. That's that's capitalism. That's she took the risk. She gets the reward. I don't care that she's rich, richer than the Queen of England. I really don't care. No, she she's a good person. Seems like it. Yeah. That right? Yay! Hooray! Capitalism! Yay! Hooray! Harry How many Potter. Harry Potter books are there? Seven. Uh, and then one more just came out. She just did a prequel. So technically, so within the canon of the actual Harry Potter books, there are seven. Uh, there is also uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, which is sort of a spin-off that they're turning into three movies. And then there is Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which is a play that is currently in London. There's a lot of Harry Potter. And they released then. the script as a book. Wow. Yeah, here's the wonderful thing. She's like the George Lucas of this. She has this whole universe worked out in her mind, just like George Lucas has Star Wars uh, worked out on his mind. And that's the other, that, that, this makes me nervous as a Star Wars fan. And I think it makes George Lucas, I'm a little worried about Star Wars. I think when Disney gets a hold of the Force, some Disney things are going to happen. Definitely. And, like, and the, the, like, listen, you can't like pick up a house with the Force. Like Yoda could pick up a spaceship. Yeah, but it but drained he was like, him. Yeah. He picked up a spaceship, but then he was, he needed a nap. He, did. he didn't just throw he it around like a, He was like 800 years old, though, right, too. So here's why I disagree with you. Because the movies... On what? The movies cannot be bad. The movies, no matter what, need to be something that the fans enjoy. They need to stay canon, or people are going to stop showing up. Yes. Because the real money in Star Wars is, was, and always has been in the ancillary products. The merchandising. The merchandising. You know, that's the reason why we had BB-8 branded oranges this time yeah. around. Yeah. As long as people are going to see the movies, Disney is going to let the movies be the movies because they can make so much more money off of the lightsabers. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. Hmm. Who so, would be a better president? Um, Luke Skywalker? Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm going Kenobi. Me too. Definitely. Yeah, I was like, as, as, as it came out of my mouth, He's I'm more like, that's seasoned. a stupid question. Better president. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yoda. 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 No. No. Why, why do you say that? Because Yoda's like, it happened, must happen, it must. Happen. Yoda's going to sit back and just like let things go because that's like, what the it... Force wants. Obi-Wan Kenobi's going to be like, we need to keep NATO alive. <laughs> <laughs> now, if we're talking pretty disappointed, I think we're going to be okay. Yoda, who's like very introspective but knows like, like Clone Wars Yoda? Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, maybe. Yeah. He was a hermit, so. Better president. Harry Potter? 
Frodo Baggins. Harry Potter. Absolutely. Answer. That was a stupid one, too. Yeah. I only know Frodo, I uh, but I wouldn't say he'd be a great president. Okay, better president. Darth Vader, Gollum. Ooh, Darth Vader. Yeah, Darth Vader. At least he's got some military experience. <laughs> military experience. Gollum is like, really? I can't do Gollum. The Gollum State of the Union address? <laughs> yeah. We had a good year. No, no, it was horrible. Shut up, you. You know, this is actually the perfect segue to talk okay. about uh, what I'm calling presidential primary fun time. Okay, we need theme music for presidential this. primary fun time. <laughs> yeah. Presidential primary fun time. You sh- you were supposed to bring your guitar. I got it. You did. Yeah. All right. We owe we owe the listeners a Bernie Sanders song. I was <laughs> listening. We got to finish that thing. All right. Right now, uh, we're just gonna have to do presidential primary fun time. <laughs> presidential primary fun time. <laughs> Andrew, what do you got? We spent a lot right. of money on that theme song we, there. We, yeah, we're now at, we have to join BMI. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows what that means. We have to join ASCAP. <laughs> okay, so we had a bunch of town halls this week. Yes. Uh, we had the CNN town hall that was moderated by Anderson Cooper. I missed that one. Okay, so the main thing about that one is that if you walked in and you already liked Donald Trump or you already liked Ted Cruz, you walked out liking Donald Trump or Ted Cruz. Same okay. thing if you didn't like them. Yeah, yeah. John Kasich, I think, made a pretty good showing. Um, yeah, John Kasich, I'm here. I'm just going to stand up for a while. I hope that's okay. My dad's a postman. <laughs> well, what, what, what he's I went re- to Burger King. Uh, Go ahead. What he's referring I'll to is the fact that CNN didn't do anyone any favors with this town hall because they took questions from the audience. But the way that the candidates were sitting, they kind of had to sit in an awkward position to look everywhere in the audience. And Donald Trump and Ted Cruz – they both ended up getting, you know, just kind of sitting there making it work. John Kasich, he stood up. Yeah. Like, like I don't know if you watched uh, the last season of The West Wing where they had uh, the town hall debate between uh, uh, Matthew Santos and uh, uh, Arnold Vinick, apparently. Wow, you lost me there. I have no idea what was you're Martin talking about. Was Martin Sheen any one of those characters? No, no, no. That was Jimmy Smith and Alan Alda were in the last season. Running How do you know when a show's in its final season? <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Smith joined the cast. <laughs> he shows up and <laughs> he's the nail in the coffin yeah. of Hollywood. But but that's what John Kasich basically did. It's like he knew how to kind of work the room. Yeah, yeah. good for him. Yeah. You know what? I got to tell you, like I have not made up my mind. There are people that I like in the moment, and like yeah. we were talking about in the last mm-hmm. the last uh, show, I haven't found my perfect person yet. Yeah. I don't I haven't found my what Obama. What do you think about uh, Gary Johnson at eleven percent this week? That's kind of wild. What is up with that? Eleven percent. That's heard huge. Of this dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a libertarian. You'd yeah. love him, right? Right. Friday um, night there was the libertarian debate on Fox Business Network with John Stossel. Yep. Right. Uh, April first. Yeah. When it wasn't a joke, <laughs> it was a real thing. Yeah, I think they I didn't did do that any on April Fool stuff this year. Well, Not one. So this is actually uh, one place where, and I was going to save this for Michael Topia, but I think it kind of plays well now. Okay. A couple of the candidates decided that they wanted to get in on the April Fool's game. Oh, boy. No way. Yeah. It, it was uh, Is it that was how Trump bad. is protecting his abortion response? <laughs> no. Well, uh, April Fool's. <laughs> no. Uh, Ted Cruz, he oh, decided geez. to try and rickroll everyone. And it went even worse. What than did he do? Imagined. What did he do? So he puts out a video that says Donald Trump agrees to debate Ted Cruz. And okay. They show about thirty seconds of Ted Cruz and Donald Trump clicks, and then we're no strangers to love. He rickroll. Well, it didn't go over there. No, it, it it wasn't a good rickroll because it's a good rickroll. You yeah, walk a... into something really excited, and then you see Rick Astley. Okay. This was. Not a very good job, and and, and you know, never we, gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. down. How did he get on TV? Well, if you'll notice, like he's gone. <laughs> yeah, right? he's gone. No, he's still here. We're talking about him now. He, he exists in <laughs> in our imaginations. But if you'll notice, the Muppets went away. Mm-hmm. Rick Astley appeared. Uh-huh. The Muppets come back. Rick Astley's gone. Are you saying Rick Astley is a Muppet? He is Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Never gonna let you down. Why it's so easy being green? It's the same guy, it Jason. Sense. It's the same guy. Ah! <laughs> I just want to learn that Rick Astley dance. 
Never gonna run around and desert you. Piggy, put your finger... Never mind. Nope. Whoa. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. nope. Hogwarts. Nope, nope, nope. Um, Hogwarts. I got a case Dumbledore. of the Hogwarts. But uh, also, our good old friend... Uh, <laughs> Miss Piggy <laughs> gave me all, right, all right. right. Sorry. Our, our good old friend Rand Paul took to Twitter and for about 15 seconds made it seem like he was going to try oh, yeah. and endorse Donald Trump. And then he didn't. Oh, jeez. Don't do it. Don't do it. Well, Don't do it. It's like wearing jeans. Don't try to do. I think I've talked about this before on the show. I know a couple people. I literally know a couple people who are, like, up for the job of, like, helping Ted Cruz out for comedy. And I'm like, don't. Don't. No. Please don't. Please, I'm begging you, don't. No. And You're either funny or you're not. Well, and You can help people kind of be funnier. But you're not going to be like, hey, tell a joke like this. You're going to cry. And, like, politicians, no, don't. If it's not in your wheelhouse, don't do it. It's it's fake. And that's yeah. what people hate. They hate the fraudulentness of it. Yeah, because Reagan was actually a funny guy. Absolutely. Yeah. No, he wasn't. He didn't need joke writers. He had stories and jokes of his own. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of them were take I'm, but... I'm intrigued with this Gary Johnson guy. Tell me more about this dude. Well, 11% for a libertarian is crazy high. But what's he saying? Um, he... You would like him. He's basically a hands-off, uh, small government, uh, keep your tax money um, guy. Um, you know, he's from what I've researched on the guy, he seems pretty good to me. Now, is he like an isolationist kind of guy? Because that's what always like the Ron Paul thing. I'm like, that's where you lose me, dude. Like, we can't. Well, what we're doing is is kind of imperialism. We're we're you know. T- which I'm, there are places we should not be at war. We're where, paying, should we, where should we not be? Um, I mean, we really don't need to be anywhere. I, we've got nobody's mm, going to mess with us, Michael. I think we need to be in Germany. I think we need to be in Japan. Uh, we got to protect. Uh, oddly enough, the, it's weird that those like the if the, they, they want the us there, but I'm talking II. about places that don't want us there. Well, I tell you, uh, well, just really quickly, no, I, I'm watching the news today, and I make these jokes, and I, I do these little monologues on on the TV show, The Flip Side, mm-hmm. uh, and it's amazing how like they come true. Like, and I and I, I'm like, I, I joked about like, we, remember the, the 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 monologue we did about Sharia land? Yeah, yeah. And Let's give half of uh, Syria to uh, ISIS. I, I seriously, the more I look at like how the Middle East is going, like that's a really good solution. Yeah. I, I still think so. Just like here you go, uh, the bottom half of Syria, whatever. There you guys have it. L- live in Sharia law. And when people are g- acting crazy in Belgium and they're acting crazy uh, across Europe and like we want Sharia law, go, congratulations, we have it. Here it is. Here's it's your the, ticket. It's the bottom half of Syria. We bought you a ticket to Sharia land. Sharia land. Go enjoy. It's the 14th century. So in an ideal world. Uh, you are 100% correct. And we've tr- seen this kind of playing out uh, in the Middle East for many years. Yeah. And the argument that people generally make for a two-state solution in Israel is exactly what you're saying. But the argument against it is, well, if all these people wanted was their own little Disneyland where they owned it and they could run it however yeah. they want, great. Let's give them a plot of land. They live over there. We live over here. Everyone's happy. Yes. But... That's not what they seem to actually want. They want everyone to think the way that they right, do. Right, right. But what I, here's here's what they get. They get a little hunk of Syria, which yep. is Sharia land. Yep. And then we and nuke then it. I get. <laughs> That's I my get, solution. I get an excuse uh, and a, and a, and a well thought out reason to uh, uh, give people an invitation to go there. Like, right, you, you, you're driving down the street in some horrible neighborhood in England, and some guy's like, you know, we should have Sharia law in England. Like, guess what? We don't. England has its own thing. We're under uh, Prime Minister Harry Potter's law. Right. You, if you really want Sharia law, yep. here you go. One-way ticket to Sharia land. I'm guessing Sharia land's not going to have a big tourism boom. You know what? I don't think so. I'm not vacationing. No. I don't there. think a lot of people will. But when I see them do like, uh, like what is it, Palm, Palmyra, Palmyra, they, these ancient ruins that they just they, they're hell bent on destroying. It's these unbelievably ancient, sick. It really it's is. Sick, yeah. It really yeah. is. And then they'll listen in, in stock. With it, don't do the angry emails. Yes, the loss of life is the worst. That's the worst. You know, the, what they're 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 
they're killing and blah, 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 blah. But it's also, for some reason, uh, like the little Indiana Jones in me is like, this belongs in a museum. You know, you want to kill the evil Nazi that's destroying it. And that's what I want to do. I want to, I want to give them all a ticket to Sharia land and go enjoy yourselves. If that's really how you want to live, mm-hmm. then you can live that way. I, I'm like you. Yes. I ultimately think it's world domination. Yeah. It's like old school, like the original and... uh and unfortunately, we live in times where uh, it happens. Uh, transportation technology is caught up. If you look at history, every 400 years, some wackadoodle, uh, you know, uh, totally crazy Islamic extremist radical dude gets going and they start some trouble and the rest of the Muslim community in the Middle East goes, all right, this has gone far enough, and they squash it. Every 400 years. You can practically set your watch by it. Mm-hmm. And now, in this cycle, uh, there's planes and there's trains and, and the world Tanks is a much smaller and, place. Uh, yeah, they don't, like, this whole thing of like, well, we'll just, we'll just keep them in their own little section. That doesn't work anymore. So if Gary Johnson is into that... That's the only thing that really scares me about libertarians, is they always seem to be not concerned about the rest of the world. I've always been of the belief that having an incredibly strong military is wildly important, and mm-hmm. it needs to be the hand of diplomacy, not the alternative. Like, what Ted Cruz is getting up, and part of the reason I don't like him, and he's talking about carpet bombing and having more than 12 airstrikes a day— I don't understand that. That's just a dude. That's just like the whole carpet bombing thing. That's one of the things that I don't like about Ted Cruz either. It's just like somebody who's just talking to be talking, and he wants to sound tough. It's the same problem I have with Donald Trump where he like – he wants to sound tough, and he's like, like waterboarding. We'll do worse than waterboarding. Right. And then somebody comes and like, listen. Like, I'm sure somebody went to Ted Cruz. Like, you, you, you honestly can't carpet bomb. Yeah, you and, know that that you, you just don't. You he, can't do it. He did backtrack those statements right? a little just bit like, on CNN. And just like Donald Trump is like, yeah, I'm not going to do the worse than waterboarding thing anymore. And then like, but still, like once you say something, once you say something like this, they're going to use it against you till the end of time. You could even like say, I, saw, I am not for that anymore. I was mis, uh, misspoke. Watching, and they'll go, yeah, he said it. I'm watching John Stossel, uh, oddly enough. It must have been a repeat last night because he was talking about the libertarian uh, debate thing. Yep. And they were talking about, like, what's the worst campaign promise you've heard all? Uh, and it's like some guy writes into Stossel, the worst campaign promise I heard is, like, that Donald Trump would make my brothers and sisters in the armed forces commit treason by torturing a prisoner of war. Oh, please. <clears throat> and I'm like, hey, Dummy. Dummy. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You were about to say something really heavy. I was hey, like, dummy. He, it's he, a family he show. He didn't really mean that. And that's why that just drives me crazy. And then uh, Donald Trump getting back to the, uh, the, yeah, the he, town halls. He got himself oh in trouble. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So just this, the worst on Chris Matthews. I didn't see it. What happened? Uh, so the long and the short of it was. The long and the short of it is this. He answered hypothetical questions. Oh, terrible yeah. idea. Episode, terrible idea. Episode yeah. one mm-hmm. of this show, yep. I said, politicians need to stop answering hypothetical questions. Andrew, take it from here. Essentially, he was talking to Chris Matthews about abortion. And Chris Matthews, in his very classic style, did not let Donald Trump do what he does best. He just keeps going. He yeah. just keeps niddling. Yeah. Really, really fast. <laughs> yeah. Where'd you get that sweater? How much you pay for that sweater? Yeah. That sweater, how much hand, hand cotton? Did you get that in India? Is that in America? I don't want to talk about the sweater. Tell him about the sweater. He's like, Chris Matthews is just yeah. like a pit bull. So he just kept saying, do you think there needs to be a punishment for women who get abortions? And Trump dodged it. Dodged. what kind of question is that? Do you think there should be a punishment? Yeah. For women? Well, because, That's an odd question. Well, he was – Trump who, is very who openly – punishing women for well, – how well, did he Chris even, Matthews did. Yeah, because Chris Trump Matthews has openly did. said he he's pro-life. Said we well, should, because they were talking about the fact that, that Trump is pro-life. That is a question designed – Yes. 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 This is not Chris Matthews' first rodeo. No. It is Donald Trump's. Yes. And Donald Trump walked into a minefield, and they just exploded left and right. If I was Trump, I'd say, I think there should be a punishment for you asking that stupid question. What's wrong with you? But instead, he said, yes, I think there needs to be some form of punishment for women who get abortions. Is there any politician who I think we need to punish women who get abortions? Donald Trump. Yes. I saw him say it on MSNBC. <laughs> I see. Now you could say that, yeah. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Goofy. And it, that's he me. hates women. 
Yep, and he's already trying to walk it back and make it nice. Listen, politicians, uh, listeners of, of the Loftus Party, if you have a relative who is thinking about going into politics or a brother or a friend, of the, here's what you need to tell them. Never, ever, ever answer the hypothetical question. Oh, yeah. It never comes out yeah. well. It never comes out well. Because that's part- all they're talking about on MSNBC. I bet. And, and Hillary is just like, she's like doing the Heisman Trophy stance. <laughs> you know, she's spiking the ball in the end zone. I don't believe women should be punished for having it. It's just, they are just going to make a mountain out of it. Trump's, uh, he's in real trouble. He's in real trouble. He did not do himself any favors. No. And what was the other, like, NATO? And he's, like, playing fast and loose with nukes. And, like, they're making it sound like everybody gets a nuke. Japan gets nukes. You get a nuke. Everybody nuke, That's nuke, wild. nuke, nuke. Everywhere a nuke, nuke. Old MacDonald had a nuke. <laughs> Donald Trump gave it to him. Donald Trump wants to give nukes to these people? Well, I no, think so. Donald Trump wants to pull out of NATO completely. He thinks that it's archaic. And he's correct in the one thing that he said, which is we're the ones who are primarily funding it. We are funding NATO. And we, if, we should just do it ourselves. Why are we? Well, you know, this is one of the things that I like that John Kasich said. He basically said, we're America, we're number one, we're the best, and when you're number one, you have to take care of other people. It's just part of the fact. Some of them are going to want it, some of them aren't, but when you're the biggest and the best in the world, you have to look out for your other partners. It's hard to argue with that. And, and, but here's, here's what I want to say about, like, NATO and, and, uh, and the United Nations. Like, when all this was going, isn't the Ukraine like a NATO partner? Like, don't weren't we like morally obligated to help yeah. them out when they were like Russia was invading? Yeah, like, but so is we Russia. We did nothing. We did nothing. Oh my gosh, Michael, do you think this there has should been the be best punishments for politicians? That yes, yes. See, <laughs> there should be punishments. I knew it. There should be punishments, Michael. If a dog bites you on a Thursday, <laughs> and you go to, and you go to the doctor. Uh-huh. And he says that he's just not going to help you. Should the doctor be penalized? I... You hate dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, here's what I, I know. hate the hypothetical thing, though. I really do. And I see it all the time. Like I, uh, the, coming up with these hypothetical questions. No, it's that horrible. It's they horrible. are designed to that. There's no right answer to. Like you're screwed if you just even address it. You know where you need to base your mantra off of when you get answered a hypothetical question. What's that? A Supreme Court nominee. Because if you go back, they will never ever say anything about their policy. They will always give the exact same response. I can't comment on how I would rule one way or another because it's based on the situation. Yeah, that's smart. And every single Supreme Court nominee who has said that has gotten approved and has gotten onto so the bench. So Trump should have said, look, I'm not going to talk about this policy. Right. Maybe it, it turns into an ego thing. It, I, with Trump, and this is, what, this is what has a lot of Americans worried about the ego. Mm-hmm. How would he be? I think he went toe-to-toe with Chris Matthews. Chris Matthews is like, okay, you're a smart guy. You're a smart guy. I'm a smart guy. Here you go. Who, so it becomes like a who's smarter, who's smarter. And when Chris Matthews keeps pressing the point, pressing the point, well, if you're not going to answer, I must be smarter. If you can't answer, I must be smarter. So Donald Trump, letting his ego get in the way, goes, I'm going to go ahead and answer that because I'm smart too, buddy. And then, boom, that is the trap. It is the classic. It was like It's like the last 10 minutes of Law and Order when people think that they're smarter than Sam Watterson. <laughs> And nobody's smarter than Hang 'em High McCoy. Dung dung. Amazing. 30 minutes in. <laughs> dung dung. It's going swimmingly well. It is. Uh, I have the things that I want to talk about. This, this, this Gary Johnson guy, I'm intrigued. I'm going to do some research on him. Uh, we are going to do a Bernie Sanders song. It's not going to be next. Uh, not going to be this week. We're going to try to get that to you in the next two weeks. Uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Uh, that was wonderful. Hey, you guys, good news. Todd Palin is home. Uh, uh. He's out of the hospital. I don't know the nature of his injuries, but Sarah Palin was... What happened to Todd Palin? He was in a snow machine accident. And here's what I love. They're snowmobiles. Yes. Okay? They're, they're flipping snowmobiles. Mm-hmm. And, like, Sarah Palin did a thing, like, four years ago, eight years ago, whenever she was, like, super-duper relevant. And she's like, they're snow machines, okay? Mm-hmm. They're snow machines. So, like, everybody changed. Everybody changed because, like, Sarah Palin told him to. Hey, guess what? It's a snowmobile. I know it is a snowmobile. That's right. I've never heard of a snow machine. I think that's a Zamboni. A snow machine? No, no, that's an ice machine. And a snow machine no, is an that... ice machine is where you get your ice at the 7-Eleven. <laughs> it's all confusing. I don't know. An ice polishing machine? <laughs> Something's is a Zamboni. <laughs> a snow machine is when they make fake snow at a ski resort yeah. in California. What that's about a snow, snow cone machine. machine? Snow cone machine is something you pay way too much for that doesn't really work yeah. that but well. I when they pour that little syrup on it? Na- my... 
it's delicious. That's good, but you need so much syrup, it's stupid. Yeah, they it need is. so much syrup, it like drips through that little paper <laughs> thing they give you, which like, come on, you think you could come up with a new way to do the snow We're cone? way off topic. My friends, <laughs> my friends as a little kid, they had the Snoopy uh, snow, snow cone maker. Yep. I thought that was like the luckiest thing ever. <laughs> like, it, it, made, it made like a thimble full oh. of shaved ice, and I think oh. we used all the, all the syrup <laughs> on the one. <laughs> Just give me the grape syrup, Snoopy says it's okay. It's a snow machine. <laughs> That's horrible. He wrecked it, man. You know, it's funny, though, that you mentioned he, Sarah Palin's coming back. You've seen this? She is not coming She's back. She's coming back. Listen, okay. She's going to be a okay. judge. Tirade, tirade, tirade. Um, I can fix all of these people. This is what's so frustrating for me to watch the news. I could go to Donald Trump's house and just smack him around and go, listen, dude, do some homework. All right? I know you think you're a super brilliant, like, genius guy. Yep. you got to do some homework. You're going to have to crack some books and know what you're talking about. Stop answering hypothetical questions. John Kasich, okay? You, this guy is, is, is missing so many great pitches. Like, they're, they're literally trying to help him. Yeah. Everybody's trying to help him like you help out the special needs kids at the dodgeball game. <laughs> and he just... <laughs> a little rough, but okay. And he just can't seem to, 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 to do it. Like, how can you? How can I get your vote? Uh, how can you get my vote, John Kasich? They said on Town Hall. Let me tell you something about myself. I'm postman. I'm gonna clean your carburetor out. You need a new muffler on there. My economic policy. Didn't we got a five? And he's like doing the classic. I got a five point plan to rebuild, and it starts with jobs and education and schools. Like, no, dude, stop with the five point plans. And it all starts with education. And da, 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 da. I don't want to talk about the problem in fifty years. I want to talk about the problem today. And that's what people, I think, like about Donald Trump. You know what I'm going to do? Boom. Build a wall. Moving on. Like, how are you going to fix the problem now? And John Kay, we got a five-point plan, and we're going to stimulate the economy, and we're going to invest in schools, and no child left. No. What are you going to do today? Ted, John Kasich won't talk about what he's going to do today. Ted Cruz, all he'll talk about what he's not going to do today. That guy, it's just so, it's so, I got to look into Gary Johnson. Maybe that's my guy. I don't know. I think he is a bit of an isolationist, yeah. but you know what? We don't really need to be in all these places that don't want us. Oh, and here's the other one. I, I have to, I just want to make sure I say this out of loud. Course. If somebody can get to Ted Cruz for me, please. I do know some people who are kind of involved with his campaign, but his little morning in America and his little fakey little way of delivering that line. Uh, oh, man. I want to roll up a newspaper and smack him in the back of the head. Thank you for coming here. And if you vote for me, I'm going to bring us all together. And it will once again be morning in America. Whack! <laughs> Just stop saying Can you that. you introduce me to your sister? <laughs> How about this guy? Now, was that better or worse than when he plagiarized Aaron Sorkin? Oh my gosh, did you see that? I heard about this. He, he used totally, a line out of a movie. Not a line. He lifted a scene out of, like, <laughs> yeah. American president. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, smart. That's he wants exactly to look presidential. I, re I put it on my Facebook. <laughs> I totally, it's like back to I back. I gotta see this. It's like the most embarrassing. Word for word. Word for word. Yep. He just takes out the, the, the Sorkin. The, you know it, he had a, a speechwriter going, this is fire. You're going to love it's, it. It's Michael Douglas talking, defending his wife's honor in, is it an American yeah, it, president? Yeah, it's American president. He's uh, he's talking about Annette Benning's character. Yeah, yeah, and he's defending it. If he wants to have a, if you can pick on me and you can pick on my policies, but if you pick on, insert name of Ted Cruz's wife, <laughs> then you're picking on, it's like he literally like lifted it. Right? Do you want a character to debate Bob? You better stick with me, because Sidney Ellen Wade is way out of your league. And, and if Donald wants to get in a character fight, he's better off sticking with me, because Heidi is way out of her, his league. Word for word. Yeah. Where does these people come from that are running for president? And here's the other thing that I think, and this is like why Hillary stayed away from it and Bernie. And Bernie's getting scary, by the way. Mm -hmm. That dude's really, like, he's, he's gaining. Yes, he is. He's gaining. I, I think we got to have some kind of... Uh, uh, a little infomercial that we put on about the wonders of socialism. Like, like, people need to know. Like, the stuff that he's talking about, it doesn't lead anywhere good. No. And, and it's and not, it's not, a, it's not a long trip. competition because he is, uh, this week, he's shooting a commercial with Spike Lee. Oh, of course he is. Yes. 
Of course he is. Nobody will see it. I get a, it's because some, you ever try to watch it? Some way Spike Lee will turn into a basketball fan. Oh, dude, it's not going to be playing like one-on-one with Jordan or something. Nobody will see more than 20 seconds of it because any movie I saw from Spike Lee, I fall asleep 10 minutes in. Boy, what really? a loot. Oh, my and goodness. And we just lost our entire African-American audience. It's, well, that's like four people. So you didn't I think like Malcolm right. X? I, that's the one movie I thought was okay, but still, it, it wasn't the most exciting. He could have actually edited a little better, but yeah, yeah. no, Spike Lee. Not, you, could, you could make some cuts there. Definitely. I could, you know what? I could take a good half hour out of Malcolm X. By the way, Malcolm X a... absolutely hated Democrats and the Democratic Party. Absolutely really? hated them. Really? Oh, he said that they're taking advantage of black people. They're posing as their saviors when they're really hurting. Their policies hurt them. He said, man, he said some harsh stuff about... Um, Black people that are Democrats, look look that up on Google. Whoa. You know what I like, you know what I like about the Malcolm X? I like him. You know what I liked about him? What's that? He went down that, that the, the path of violence and like the righteous anger, and then he figured out, you know, nonviolence is the way to do it. Yeah. I love Malcolm X. That's I a, actually think that I'm more of a Malcolm guy than a Martin guy. Is that weird? I mean Martin Mull. No, Martin Luther King. <laughs> I'm a fan of Martin Luther King. I, I like them yeah. both, but I, I tend to like Malcolm X a little more. I think he was... Uh... They were ultimately... I mean, they were two sides of the same coin. And you know, much like this country, everyone ultimately wants the same thing. They want prosperity. They want good jobs. It's just everyone thinks there's a different way or a better way of getting it. And that's that is what they correct. pursue. That is correct. And this is, this is the big, like, the big takeaway from the show. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants prosperity. Everyone wants jobs. This is really, really nice that you said that. They want prosperity. They want jobs. There's just a couple different ways of thinking, like, how do you do it best? Mm-hmm. And this is why I am a conservative. Mm-hmm. I am a I, – I believe in people. Yeah. I do not believe in a government uh, think tank that decides it for me. I don't think any government think tank, any team of scientists would come up with – the light bulb. I just don't think they would do it. Yeah. But I think uh, a dude by the name of Tommy Edison who's like, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. Like somebody has that idea. I don't think uh, any – I don't think a government think tank comes up with uh, radio. But you know who does? The free market. Tesla. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. We give credit to Marconi, but it was really Tesla, that wacky dude who mm-hmm. did it. I Yeah. I, 50 states, everybody has uh, like little experiments. Everybody thinks I have a better way of doing it. I can build a better mousetrap, da 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 mm-hmm. And you You've got all that wonderful stuff percolating across the country. Government isn't regulating it. There, people can just, you know, respect one another's private property, then try to make the best out of this wacky life we're living, and then watch the wonderful things that'll happen. Yeah. And it's, uh, and there you go. I, that's why I can't vote for uh, Hillary Clinton. The big government is not the solution. It is the problem. Government has some responsibility. I'm, 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 I'm on my soapbox now. As you should be. Government, Leftist party. Government has some responsibilities, you know. Protect the borders and fix the roads. That's wonderful. But once they start doling out uh, loans, uh, you know, everybody should get a house. Everybody, which sounds great on paper. Everybody gets a house. Everybody gets a house. Well, once you start doing the loans, then the banks are going to find a way to make money off of that. And Wall Street's going to find a way to make money. Then you're going to have gambling. And that was a brilliant movie, by the way. The Big Short. Uh, The Big Short. Loved it. That was a fantastic movie. And that's like, everybody's like, dude, it's legal. We're playing by the rules. And the government is paying the tab. Well, ultimately, the government is us. And the people got screwed on that. And it's just horrible. The government used to be us. Well, that's the, the right, and that's the problem now. Yeah. That's, that's the other reason Trump is going. And that's like the thing with these student loans. And when the government starts saying everybody gets to go to college, everybody gets to go to college, we'll give you the money, we'll give you the money, well, then the banks are like, geez, if the government's backing up these loans, we're going to charge some crazy rates, and then mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. So now it's like it's always well, well-meaning, but uh, big government's not the solution. That's me. Da, 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 da. That was the more you know music. I like it. I owe BMI ten thousand dollars. <laughs> I did too much. We should get. We should do some Michael Topias. We should do. You know what else we should do? What's uh, that? While you guys are like on your iPads and and, and whatnot, uh, we should do some stupid state laws. Let's look up some more of those. That was always fun. That was stupid state laws. I got my Professor Snape wand ready to go. I'm dorking out. You know what's cool now? It's like as much as you couldn't be a, like a nerd. 
as a kid. I'm a grown man, and you can just totally nerd out. Like this is the this is the golden age. Like Deadpool, the movie mm-hmm. Batman versus Superman. I'm gonna go see that tonight with my kids. There's a new Star Wars out. There's Harry Potter Land. It is just it's just nerd. I walked out of it's the Nerdvana. Uh, I walked out. Did I just make that up? Did I just make up Nerdvana? I think we need to trademark that immediately. Ooh, yeah, I'm writing that down. It is Nerdvana. <laughs> Cub, as you are, as a friend. That's Millhouse. <laughs> it's Nerdvana. Hey, Courtney, give me that. Never mind. No, no, no. It's just I you're... always go to a PG thirteen place. That's gotta... fine. It's just you're touching on some really not so strong ground when you start messing with the Nirvana fans. People still love their Kurt Cobain, and they hate Courtney Love. They do. They do. And God bless them. I keep watching these documentaries that just make me. Uh, I, I love me the, the the Kurt Cobain too. And you know what I really love, and this What's is that? probably a lot of people already all know this. This smells like uh, Teen Spirit. Oh yeah, the story behind that. Mm-hmm. Tell uh, us. I'm going to say this for the listeners, and, and if you and if you don't know it, here's what I love about smells like Teen Spirit. Courtney Love was uh, Courtney Love. Kurt Cobain was dating this girl. Uh, he would crash at her place all the time. She had a roommate that didn't really like Kurt. He, his, he was like in this band, Nirvana. They hadn't really didn't do anything. But uh, Kurt Cobain would have to borrow his girlfriend's deodorant, and she used a Teen Spirit deodorant. Remember that? You know, deodorant, Teen Spirit. Yep. I wear it. Well, she would make fun of him because he smelled like that deodorant. She and so one night, and uh, she did put some graffiti on on the bedroom wall. Kurt smells like Teen Spirit. <laughs> And Kurt is like, that is awesome. Yeah. I smell like teen spirit. <laughs> and he turned that into something awesome. And if that was all he ever did with his life, he is a bright, shining star that I salute. I still this, think like, that... That somebody made somebody like, neener, 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 and he turned it into something awesome. And he made a that bunch is, of money off their insult. That is America, baby. Yeah. That is wonderful. And I'm sorry you couldn't live with that, Kurt. And if you're listening somewhere on an island with Jim Moore, and a and super Tupac. old, yeah, and they're, on, they're in Cuba. I heard. <laughs> that's what I. That's what I and read. And they're gonna find a new island to live. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> I read it in Weekly World News that that's great. Kurt Cobain and Tupac are hanging out in Cuba together, and they're they're really alive with Elvis. And Nerdvana, Elvis has got to be dead. No, you know what? He didn't die on the toilet either. Is that not true? Yeah, it's not true. Damn. That's an urban legend. I think too he was, bad. He was trying to get to the phone. He was going for help. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, that's too bad. So, do we have stupid state laws? I've got some stupid state laws. Stupid state laws. Uh. Stupid state laws. I figured if we joined BMI, we might as well get the most out of it. Okay. I got a handful of stupid state laws. What do you got? I got some dumb ones. Go for it. In Minnesota, any game in which participants attempt to capture a greased or oiled pig is illegal. What? The same laws also prohibits turkey scrambles. Oh, it's animal cruelty? It is, to yes. To chase a greased pig? I don't think it's cruel. I think it's just fun. I tell you what, we used to do this thing at the swimming pool where I where I grew up mm-hmm. on the 4th of July. They used to uh, cover a watermelon in uh, Vaseline, and they'd put it in the pool, and you had to try to get it out of the pool, so you'd have like all these people like scrambling. To... That is fun, dude. <laughs> that is fun. No insurance waiver was undersigned. People are getting thumbs and elbows to the ribs, and eyeballs are getting gouged. But man, oh man, that's a good time. I can see why you wouldn't want to do the greased pig, though. That's yeah. not, you can't do that to a pig. No. That's no, not you're not going to catch him. He's greased. No. He's going to no, have a great time. Fun. He's going to have a blast. It's going to be traumatic. Can you imagine if somebody covered you in Vaseline? And <laughs> oh, I imagine that all the time. <laughs> I'm scarred forever by that image, Jason. All right. It's beautiful. And you can't do it with a turkey either? Wouldn't the turkey fly away? I don't know. I Do you cover the turkey in Vaseline? I have no idea what That's they're talking right. about. That's not right. All right. So this is a, actually a local city law from okay. Paulding, Ohio. Where from Paulding? Yes. Never heard of it. Well, in Paulding... That's my home state. Policemen are allowed to bite a dog if they think it will calm the dog down. I could see that. What? The policeman can bite a dog if yes. they think it'll... I have never been in a situation where I think, you know what? This dog's pretty excitable. I should probably bite him. Show him who the why boss would, is. Why would you bite a dog to calm it down? That I seems don't... like some cop had the worst excuse ever. Why were you uh, Why were you chewing on that dog? I thought I'd, I thought it would calm him down. Yeah. He would look pretty... Uh, he was out of it, so I bit him to calm him Is that a thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> big time. Big time. Everybody knows that. You bite a dog to calm it down. And then he's also sitting on the city council, so the yeah. next day when they have their meeting, I would like to propose <laughs> that you can bite a dog. What do you got, Jason? In Virginia... 
Old Virginia. Except for married couples, sex is banned. Completely what? banned. No matter your age or your partner's, breaking the law is a class four misdemeanor. I've broken that law in Virginia several times at the Funny Bone You're Comedy Club. You're a wanted Club. man. I am. You're a wanted Dude, man. I shouldn't be admitting that. Really? Like, premarital sex is against the law? No, just sex of any kind. No, 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 no. They're saying if you're married, it's okay. Married couples are, are allowed. Okay. Any other kind, though. Well, that's not good. That's not good. This is a, the, the Puritans actually had this problem. If you go back and you look at, like, the, the Mayflower people mm -hmm. that came over. Yep. Because uh, they wanted to be pure and driven snow, good people. They, like, stopped fornicating. And there's, like, records of, like, the, the, the priests and the reverends and the pastors, like, in their sermons. Like, listen, you guys... We gotta. We this is a big country. Yeah. We need to make some babies up in here, <laughs> and I would like to do that too. If you are uh, a uh, an intelligent person and you're in a loving relationship, and uh, you and your wife are both smart, and you're thinking, should we have babies? Should we? The answer is yes. Please, for the love of God, do. <laughs> Stupid people are replicating at such an insane rate. Uh, smart people, we got to catch up. But the thing is, smart people are always like, oh, I don't know if this is the right time. I don't know if we have enough space. They're responsible. Meanwhile, two people, look, we made another one. Here it come. <laughs> That's like, the seventh one. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, so I'm asking you. I'm begging you. Uh, smart people, make a baby. Make a baby. Make a few of them. Right? Enjoy the practice. All right, so can I do one more? Yes, and then we got to get into Michael Topias. All right, so in Rhode Island, you may not sell toothpaste and a toothbrush to the same customer on a Sunday. <laughs> this one makes zero sense. I don't yeah, normally, I, normally I can reverse engineer and kind of figure out where it came from. How did that – what the – what? You I, cannot I sell know. a toothbrush and toothpaste. and toothpaste to the same person on a Sunday. That is correct. On a Thursday, it's cool. Yeah. Friday. You know what it must be? Jesus doesn't want you to. You know what I'm wondering? I don't. Uh, is this does this have somehow have something to do like with the walk of shame? <laughs> like Saturday night, night people right, are Saturday night, somebody's party, and they're hooked. They've hooked up, and they're like, "I just need a toothbrush and some toothpaste, right? Because my breath is nasty in the morning. I'll sell you a toothbrush, but if, I, I don't know. But that's what it kind yeah. of thinks. I think this is this is walk of shame adjacent. Yeah, but there's nothing about mouthwash in there. And that's your real friend after a walk of shame. Really? It is fast. It is efficient. Yep. Mouthwash. Has mouthwash gone away? No. Are Used it this morning. It? Used it this morning. What's your brand? Uh, I'm either a Listerine, but I'm trying Crest right now. Really? Yes. Now, is this the, the Listerine with all the booze in it? With yes. all the uh, alcohol? It's got a little bit of See, alcohol I hear in it. that's bad, because that's, that's a Bernie Bernie. It's got a little bit of burn, but I bet you know, it, does. It, really, uh, it really takes care of all the it, problems it's that's got going on. It's killing everything. It's killing everything. Exactly. There's a great buzz that comes along with it. You can do a couple shots of Listerine. I don't think you're supposed to drink it. Oh, sure you are. Sure you are. Absolutely. Let's, let's dip wow, into some Michael Topias. Okay. Let's go into the Michael Topias. You can live anywhere you want in America, in this world. And it's crazy, and it's cuckoo, and it doesn't make sense, but it does make sense in one place. My brain. A place I like to call Michaeltopia. Join me, won't you? What do you got for Michaeltopia? Andrew, you're up, buddy. Okay, so in Michaeltopia, cable companies need to get it together to give the people their baseball. There are two major cities with two major teams, New York and Los Angeles, who are not carrying the only station that allows people to watch the local team. Comcast is not carrying the Yankees, and Los Angeles has been in a huge problem recently because Time Warner has the exclusive rights to the Dodgers. They want to charge everyone out the wazoo to pay for the Sportsnet LA that carries the Dodgers, and no one wants to pay it. You know what I say? What's that? I agree. And, 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 and this is where I call on the citizens of America to boycott. Don't listen. As these guys start squabbling over all this money that they think is there, we can yep. get them, we can get them, we can get them. Stop. Stop watching. Have you been to a baseball game recently? Yes, it's amazing. It's in. They're so much fun. Yeah, I love going to baseball. It's so expensive. It's mm -hmm. it's gotten out of control. Yes. it is now officially. I think it's been out of control for years, but now we'll mm -hmm. say it's officially out of control. And this is the problem too. Let Time Warner and Comcast let them duke it out. Go ahead, duke it out. I'm not gonna watch. I'm not gonna watch baseball on TV. How about that? Then you don't get any money. What do you want? You want some or none? That's your choice. In Michaeltopia, if you're gonna broadcast baseball, your choice is some money or no money. Booyah. That's a great one. Okay. And I love baseball. 
Clayton Kershaw, American. Oh my gosh, I was there when he pitched a no hitter. It was the most. Here's the deal. A little something about me. I know the show's going long, but maybe maybe that's just the, the just God wanting us to do an hour. Um, <laughs> I had gone to professional baseball games before in Cleveland, right, uh, right up the road from Columbus. I would go play this comedy club, uh, Hilarities Comedy Club, where I'd mm-hmm. play the the improv in Cleveland. And the wonderful thing is, the ballpark's right around the corner. I, I met a, a cop who worked there, and I could get into the games for free after mm-hmm. like uh, the second inning. <clears throat> When you go to see a Cleveland Tribe, uh, a Cleveland Indians game, there's an expectation that you will lose, right? No matter how big the lead is, there's like this 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 feeling that permeates the stadium. That's not good. It's not. But that was like my normal, right? It's like that was normal for me. Mm-hmm. So a couple years ago, I'm like, ah, I'm going to go to some Dodger games. I got kids. I'm going to go. Da, 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 da. They don't have that, do There's they? the weirdest thing that happens at a Dodger game. There's an expectation of winning, and everybody <laughs> has it, and it is beautiful, and it is so awesome, and it was like the, I saw the sun for the first time in my life. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers are, I don't even know, I think we're playing Arizona or something. We're down by like three runs. You're going into the sixth inning, and everybody around you was like, yep, this is when we win. And I'm like, no, no, this is Cleveland. This is when we lose. And like, no, 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 this is L.A. It's when we win. And then, you know, uh, Puig comes out and just crushes a home run, a couple runs score. <laughs> oh, my God. Clayton Kershaw comes in, shots him. Oh, my. he pitched a no-hitter. I was at that game. I've got video of it on my phone. It was magic, and it is a wonderful, wonderful. I take my kids to games uh, when I can scrape up a- enough money to go. It is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And go going to a baseball game, it truly is magical and fun, and anything yep. can happen, and it's a oh. – yeah, in Michael Topia, we protect the great game of baseball. Mm-hmm. It's a good, good game. I'm wondering what's going to happen to Puig's uh, family back in Cuba. Oh, that, that, that's that's a conversation that we don't have time for on, on this podcast. They're being held hostage, this yeah. guy, yeah. It's a crazy thing. They've been doing it with in, in hockey uh, for a long time. Mm-hmm. What do you mean they're holding his... a care a care a, a character a, a, a player will come over to uh, Canada or the United States from Russia to play hockey, and then mm-hmm. back home in his home village where he learned the mobsters, the bad guys, are like, "Hey, I know you're making I know you're making a lot of money playing hockey in America. If you want nothing to happen to your family back here in Yakutsk, you will give us fifty million dollars." That's wild. Yeah. And it's like old school, and that's, I know, Puig's family. Yeah. So hopefully with uh, Cuba opening up, he can protect, uh, uh, but that's not, it's not funny. It's not a Microtopia. No. Do you it's have a Microtopia? though. Oh, it's completely. Uh, yeah, I had no idea. That, that's pretty wild. Uh, I, here's my Michael, to- one of my Microtopias this week. If I'm on the freeway, and Microtopia. Yes. If you pass somebody on the freeway, if, yes. if they pass you. Right. And they get in front of you. Yes. They got to drive faster than you. Yes. Don't don't tailgate me for 20 minutes, then get around me and cut me off and then drive slower than me. Like you just want to be in front of me? You don't want to actually Here is the weird thing that I found about driving in Los Angeles. And I'm like it's very very hacky, but I do a joke in my act about driving in Los Angeles because and a lot of comics do blah blah blah. Well, but I there's think, an I issue think mine there. is different, but there is so there are so many people on the roads that there is no fast lane. There, yeah. and, and no, the there's rest, not. In the rest of America, and people in Los Angeles, our listeners need to know this, and I think in, in D.C. it's it's happening in other in Atlanta and other, but like in the rest of the country, there's this thing called the fast lane, and that is for going fast and passing people. You it's don't, the passing you, lane, really, you don't, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. don't pass people on the right, and you, and if you're going slow, you don't, you, you get out of that far left-hand lane, and it's just non-existent in L.A. There's just so many people, people going People get in every, the far which, left lane and just camp out at like 40, Oh, it's, and it's, you're like, what are you? You're doing it's you're amazing. screwing it up for everybody it is amazingly bad it's amazingly bad so in michael topia you go fast in the fast lane yeah you actually pass you know you don't and and in michael to in, in but in 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 uh in la michael topia there's just people everywhere it's yeah. just pandemonium it's like uh it's like that scene from tom cruise and uh nicole kidman uh, eyes wide shut. I, not eyes wide shut. No, the one where they're the land grab, the the Oklahoma land rush or whatever. There was this horrible movie where Tom Cruise was from Ireland and Nicole. Kidman. Oh yeah, 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 I blocked it out. Oh yeah, it, Ron Howard directed it. They were immigrants and they did this thing where like the first people who put a stick in the thing. That's what it is. That's what uh, that's what Los Angeles traffic is. Los Angeles traffic is a bad Ron Howard movie. I'm seeing it in a lot of <laughs> other places too. People just. <sighs> All right. I, I wish I had a Michaeltopia. I got another one. Okay. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right. In Michaeltopia, 
Stop pushing your presidential candidate on Facebook. We don't. I don't care who Timmy that works at the BP really wants me to vote for, <laughs> and especially don't push the guy who's trying to bribe you with your own money. I don't understand that last He's part. Bernie Sanders. He, Bernie Sanders is literally trying to bribe people with their own money. It's the dumbest thing I well, ever saw in my what, life. What he's saying like, walk, is, yeah, walk me through this. So college should be quote unquote free, right? But in Jason's perspective of it, college is going to be paid for by the taxpayers. Now, who are the taxpayers? Right. Us. So what we're really doing is the government's going to take money from us and then give it back to yeah, us Michael, and call it free. I'll give you this free coffee. Give me two bucks. Oh, I understand. All right, I understand now here's that. the coffee. Well, I just paid for it. It's not. No, it's free. Well, no, it's not yeah, free. Right, right. Okay, so here's my Michael. Here's my little spin on that. In Michaeltopia, if the first cup of coffee at BP is horrible, your second cup is not free. I've never understood that. They're like, if this coffee isn't tasty and fresh, the second cup's free. We'll give you another horrible <laughs> cup. <laughs> <that> goes, <laughs> he walks into a 7-Eleven and goes, this is nasty. You want another one for free? No. no. I didn't like the first one. <laughs> right? Papa John's Pizza was doing that for a while. If it's not good, we'll give you another one. <laughs> no. We'll give you one even worse. <laughs> You'll love it. You'll think that first one was awesome. <laughs> like, that's not a promotion. It's not even, it's a horrible apology. Here's what it should be. Like, if our coffee isn't fresh and hot and tasty, here's a coupon for a coffee bean and tea leaf. Mm. How about that? That makes more yeah. sense. Right? That's what it should if, be. If you don't like your coffee, we will give you a Starbucks <laughs> coffee. No, because that's going to be nasty. Because Starbucks makes yeah. horrible coffee. Yeah. I yeah. love it. I said it. The you only... love their coffee? So, let me tell you the secret. You have to go and you have to get a pour over. Because then they make it fresh, and their beans are actually pretty good. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so What's a pour over? It's they literally make an individual cup it's so just good. for you. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, then I'll try that. Yeah, but their coffee always delicious. tastes burnt. Yeah. It always tastes burnt. I'm yeah. like, how are they popular? How is this place? But, but <laughs> it's like going to McDonald's and every hamburger's lousy. If you're like, mm, gotta get me my McDonald's. Like, how are you? Oh, and by the way, uh, in Long Island, I don't know mm-hmm. if I talked about this. I, I found this place, All American Burger. I'm still just, um, I'm missing it. I'm missing it right now. The best hamburger, just like old school and the shakes. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, Starbucks coffee, pour over. Yep. That's what I want to get. That's what you got to do. Pour over's good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, is that on the menu? Uh, no. I mean, well, it's, See, it's not. It's no. secret. Oh, okay. Here's my Michaeltopia to close <laughs> out the show. In Michaeltopia, there are no more secret menus. Right, you go to In and Out Burger in Los Angeles. If you're if you're listening Tell from me somewhere else, what's the else. secret menu on In and Out? Because I go there. Animal style. There's all these little. Wait, what's animal wait, style? wait, wait. I, I can't tell if you're being serious right now or not. I go to the In and Out Burger now and then. And you there don't know about the so secret many, menu. There's no. Yes, there's little variations that they don't advertise, but if you talk about it, they get know out of it. here. Yes. <laughs> what are they? Like animal style is for people who are doing that Atkins diet thing, and they just want like. Well, like no, the, you're, they, you're they thinking they of protein style. Okay, there's protein. So style. how do they give it to you? So protein no style, bun. yeah, it's no bun, just comes in some lettuce. They, they wrap it in lettuce. Animal style, they load it up for you. There's grilled onions and uh, Thousand Island dressing with their special mixes. What's another one? Can I get a pour over? No, you cannot oh. get a pour over. That's the secret. Uh, uh, that's the secret. The Starbucks grilled cheese. Menu. The grilled cheese. Yeah. It's not on the menu, but you no can get idea. it if you ask for it. At Starbucks, there's this, there's, there used to be a thing uh, where they would just give you a cup of coffee. What I would do is I'd get a cup of coffee and then have steamed milk put on it, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And that that's no longer on the menu. Nope. But if you go, can I get a cup of coffee and some steamed milk? They go, oh, a misto. They even have a name for their yep. phony, baloney little secret menu stuff. Exactly. Not a fan of Starbucks. I got to say, there's something. Love it. That's great. Good for you. Good for the rest of America. There's something just really. There's something fishy. I really shouldn't about. go there. It is. It is very big business corporate. But the, you uh, know, it, they got their. They got their I should music go to like, CD. It, more like mom and pop it, shop. It's like anything else. It's convenient. It and, is, and that's the appeal. It's but like, it's like it's nine dollars for a cup of coffee. But that's something that you can just get in a matter of minutes on your way, and you know you don't have to worry about getting that nice French press out. Because I I like to do a French press every morning, and it takes a good you know twenty minutes you know to boil the water, let it sit, let it simmer. It's and, worth the wait though. Yeah, absolutely. It's a wonderful cup of coffee. Oh my gosh. In uh, in South Africa, this hotel I stayed at, mm-hmm. they did the French press. They just came out with a little pot, and yep. they're like, they like, just let that sit for a couple minutes, mm-hmm. and then you, oh, that's a oh, good yeah. cup of coffee. Yeah. What a hassle. That's like an environmental nightmare, because like, each pot has to be cleaned out. 
Yeah. It's a good cup of coffee. Yes, it is. They have those at Starbucks. You know that, right? Yes. It's a secret thing. Yep. It's a secret. Gas, a secret, secret, secret. You have to use a crazy little language. Stop. In Michaeltopia, there is no crazy little made-up language for your own little restaurant. That's another thing. Like Starbucks, you're like, I want a large. And they'll, like, what's their word for venti. large? Venti. Yeah. Like, no, stop it. That drives me nuts, too. Me, too. Grande like, is You've the small. You've got a secret language and a secret menu. What else are you hiding back there? So here... Like a satellite that has a death ray? <laughs> <laughs> and it's all backwards, because at Starbucks, a, a small, they call a tall, right? Yes. And then the medium is a grande? And yes. stop trying to trick me. Like like other places now, oh my gosh, you'll go, I'll take a small soda. And they'll go, we don't have small. Yeah, oh, we, yeah. We have medium and large. Then I want to smack them and go, okay, so which one's bigger? <laughs> the large. So I want the smaller version yeah, of that, yeah. you pang. And that just like... <laughs> We've literally turned into grumpy old men at this point. Uh, you know what? In a way, but it's so like I need this. I need this. Like I feel so much better after I do stand up when yep. I can like just vent, mm-hmm. right? When I and this mm-hmm. is what this is, and it's wonderful and it's good, and I appreciate everybody being so patient and listening to this extended version yes. of the Loftus party. So before we hit the theme music, yes, let's remind people. Oh, see, this is why. This is why we have Andrew here. What's he gonna do, Jason? He's What's going he to do? tell you to follow at Flipside Loftus on Twitter. I bet he's going to do it in a cooler way. He's, <laughs> he's going to. I thought I was pretty cool right I, there. No, no. Oh. You were like scratching, literally scratching your head. You had to think about it. You had to think about it. What is it? What is it, Andrew? So please remember, if you do like the show, if you enjoy it, take a moment, head over to iTunes, rate us five stars, leave a nice comment, and that's how people find the show. That is true. Yep. Also, make sure to go like the Flipside with Michael Loftus on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Flipside Loftus. Yes. And you can follow all of us individually on Twitter and That and is Instagram correct. Well. And this is something I also wanted to do. You guys have a couple of very, and I have a special treat for you that okay. I'm going to try to make happen. I appreciate because, that. Because, Andrew, you're involved in a podcast, uh, and you, yours is what? Well, it's called So Fresh, So Prince. We yes. wanted to do a very 90-centric podcast, so we're rewatching every episode of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the Will Smith classic. Right. We by week, and we talk about how it holds up. I met uh, and was working with a writer on that show, and I think I might be able to get you the hookup. I might, at some point, I might be able to get you access to a young man by the name of Will Smith. If that you do that. Could, right? Okay, so that's... I will be even more in your See, this debt. This is how it's supposed to work. Like a little arc- hey, artistic I got a podcast. I want I was, Will Smith I'm, on my I'm, podcast, <laughs> Michael. I was, I was looking at you. You were next. You also have a podcast but, that you're very fond of. Yeah, but I don't got Will Smith coming I, on my podcast. I got some. I got someone for you. I got someone for you. How about Michael Loftus? That'd there be good go. for me. That'd Look be a big win. What's the name of your podcast? Uh, the Road to Ruin on iTunes. How do you spell ruin? R U I N. Okay, Road I to thought ruin. you were doing something interesting with it, but you're gonna go textbook. Yeah, well, it's. It, <laughs> <laughs> it's a travel podcast, and we tell funny... That'd be the worst podcast ever. It's the road to ruin, but I spell ruin with two R's. <laughs> yeah, right? It's the road to ruin. Triple O, I, capital N, lowercase n, space. That's I've like had, an I, old had... AOL screen name. <laughs> right? And the, num- and the letter E is a three. <laughs> I just had a guy on my podcast. You would love this guy. His name's BJ Nelson. You know those, these commercials? Uh, he's the most interesting man in the world. I actually know the real guy, not not an actor. This guy is a uh, jiu-jitsu champion. Mm-hmm. He was actually the, one of the first guys sent into um, Afghanistan after 9-11. Wow. Uh, does all kinds of great charity work for poor people in Nicaragua and all over the world. Just a fascinating dude. I just had Melissa Archer, who was on One Life to Live and Days of Our Lives. And I want to have Michael Loftus on. And it's when a very we... eclectic mix. It is, but everyone's talking about travel, and I will have to say, Jason, having listened to the podcast, I appreciate your witty and self-deprecating hosting humor. Thank you, sir. Well, I gotta make fun of myself. Yeah. And we do too. I don't. I don't have you guys yeah, to do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. Thanks for listening to the Loftus Party. I love it. Thanks for listening. Tell your neighbors. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. I'll see you next time.